Before this show starts, I just want to thank you so much for being here, and I want to give you a heads up about some of the stuff that we talk about. The first half is kind of depressing. It gets really into some deep shit. Woo! Um, but we are going to be talking about Christine and the Queens, Formula One racing, and I dig into some tunes as well as just updates, updates, updates on everything. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. Bye-bye. party at just kidding we've all got to keep our mask on you can't be going to parties just yet maybe when everybody's done getting their vaccinations i'm sorry i don't i don't know where that came from but (laughs) um shit's been real weird huh uh i feel bad because it's been so long since i've done one of these I have been on a roller coaster of emotions, as you can probably imagine. Um, don't know where you've been, but like the last year has been cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> um, I I know that for the New Year's episode, I kind of went a little bit into what has been going on, but. To be honest, uh, this this is like the catch-up one. <laughs> this is a catch-up because almost immediately after I started last year is when all of this shit started happening with uh, COVID. And of course, I got sick and I... I uh, you know, TLDR, I had what some may call a uh, breakdown of sorts (laughs) and I'm trying to come back I'm trying to come back and I'm almost out but uh, I told myself Gregory you need to do this you need to go out there and you need to record a motherfucking episode because uh, it would just I need to with everything being so fucking crazy I feel like part of the reason why I was going so fucking crazy was that I didn't really have anywhere uh, productive 
I guess to put those thoughts, um, I mean, I did, I had this show and everything, but you, it's hard to just speak. I'm, I'm the kind of person that like, whenever I'm processing things, I can't speak on them necessarily quickly because I tried to just take in all of the information that's coming in and process it first, like emotionally, whenever it's traumatic. And uh, I know that for some people, whenever they think of like last year and everything going on, that they may be like, oh, well, get the fuck over it. And it's like, that's a very nice and easy thing to say. However, going, living through uh, the shit that was going down last year. Woo! Uh, no. Um, I didn't mention it before, but... Um, Sometime around March, I think it was like two weeks after I went on my silent retreat, there was a Texas State student who got shot by the Austin Police Department at the George Floyd protest um, that happened here in Austin. And there was a video that went viral of this young man. He was unconscious and being carried by people and then uh the police shot at the people that were carrying him and uh it was horrible to see it it was one of the worst things to witness and, like, even now, like, actually speaking about it is tough. But, uh... A couple of days afterwards, the Austin police chief, uh... Spoke about the video. Or at least the situation that happened. And he admitted that the Austin Police Department did not mean to shoot this young man, which is the reason why he was unconscious in the first place, by the way. Uh, their story is someone threw a water bottle at uh, the police officers as they were standing outside of the police station and uh, they meant to shoot the person who threw the bottle but they shot this young man and uh, when they shot him the story from the young man's family said that uh, he was uh, suffering brain damage at the time. What the Austin Police Department claimed was that they accidentally shot him and he fell while the family and Justin's uh, lawyers say is that the brain damage came from him being shot in the first place with um with a quote unquote less than lethal round <sighs> and um aside from just how messed up that situation is there was a time where I saw that video and I absolutely 
just had a straight-up panic attack. And a lot of you guys might already know this story because uh, you might have seen me posting the GoFundMe for this student. And uh, his name is Justin Howell. And, like, as soon as I saw that video, I had a full-blown panic attack and I just could not believe what I was saying. And for like 30 minutes straight, I was just crying and hyperventilating and I felt so hopeless just because that is a such a sad testimony to humanity and where we were, where we are at this time where, like, something like that can even happen. And it's so, so, so easy. It's always easy whenever you hear something fucked up or see something fucked up that you don't have power over and just being like, oh, God, that's that's fucking terrible, but shit happens every day. It's always easy to say that, but some people have a thing that goes off. And I guess I'm one of those people, but, like, whenever I see something super fucked up, I feel like if it's within my power to try to do something to make that situation better or just to bring some kind of joy into it, everyone has a trigger like that for something. And this video was that for me. Um... I saw the young man's name in the article, Justin, and I saw, I read this, uh, article from, that his brother wrote, and it was featured in Texas Monthly, or, uh, the Austin American Statement, or something like that, and, um, I tried to see if there was a GoFundMe for him and I couldn't find one and after I had like calmed down from that panic attack I uh made one for him because I was like this is such a horrible thing to happen to someone let alone to have it like on the internet for everyone to see and witness and you know that his parents probably saw that or some of his other friends and like you almost can't even tell if he's alive or not I think the first I remember I was on Instagram probably the day or the night after this happened where he got shot or maybe it was on that night but I remember seeing people saying that like somebody died or looked like they were in severely critical condition and later on I mean I I went like full research mode when after I read the article so I just kept seeing more and more things about this night and what happened and uh, I made the GoFundMe for him and I figured like eventually Texas Day because I was a student there will be able to connect me with the family of this guy and uh, they eventually did which was awesome because <laughs> I was trying to like get in contact with them I figured that they would get to me because um, I've done so much stuff with the university and publications in the past and stuff and um, so they did call me and I got into contact with his family and uh, in like one day that GoFundMe raised like 200 grand or something like that I don't, I don't know if it was, like, one day. I think it definitely went over 65 in one day 
to be honest, I, I used to keep up with it because it was such a big deal at the time to be like, holy shit, I was able to like help somebody out like that. That's fucking amazing. Um, but since then, I feel like that incident combined with a lot of just the processing of, uh, pain and grief that a lot of people are going through right now and even before there's a lot to mourn because it's like I don't consider myself a naive person but holy fuck how many punches in the gut can you take witnessing humanity go to shit before like you yourself get tired of breathing Because that shit hurts. It hurts. It hurts so bad. I. That's one of the other thoughts that I had. Uh, especially during the protests and stuff. Was like. Witnessing the societal pain that we have as a country. And like one side has their pain. And the other side has their pain. But. It's all kind of our pain. And I know that sounds so stupid and you will always hear me talking shit about one part of the government or whatever. But the government and the people of this country are a completely different thing. And yeah, you can see reflections of shittiness in whoever you want to see it in. But for me, this was like a really shitty thing. And it still is. Like... Partisanship has gotten even worse, probably, since last year. But the fact that people... I'm just constantly flabbergasted by the increasing lack of humanity that we have towards each other. Or towards, like... And it's, and it's over politics. It's over people who don't even actually give a fuck about you. A lot of them. A lot of them do not care what happens to you. Or your family. But to see people go to bat for politicians for free, by the way. And I know how hypocritical this sounds because, like... I did a Bernie episode, but I believe Bernie cares about people. And that may be naivete too, but like, I think even people who hate Bernie, I think that they think he cares too. He's not, he's not exactly like all of the rest of them. But whenever you see partisanship go from like, oh, that's a stupid person, or that idea is stupid, to attacking people so, so viciously and on first draw, like I've been seeing a lot. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what what value do you get in being such a dick? Anyways, I think that's most of the trauma. That Those are just some of the things that I've been thinking about. And I thank you for allowing me to vent about that. So, I guess we can talk about other stuff, too, now. Um... <laughs> I can get into some of that other stuff more, but I just feel like I really said enough to make me happy right now. And that makes, that makes me feel okay. Like I said, just holding it all in for so long. Um, that's part of the reason why I felt like I needed to do another episode because just saying it out loud and finally allowing myself to recognize that I am processing it and that I'm almost done to a point where I can like 
still be happy and productive. It's a big deal. Um, also lining up with that is like working out more. And I know that might sound annoying too. Like, bitch, shut up. I notice a lot of people, like, if I talk about how much I love running and getting like a runner's high, people will fucking hate you because they think you're just being like one of those uh, Instagram influencer bitches that's like, yeah, I went for a run and like, it was okay, but it's like, I'm a very excitable person and I've also come to realize that I need to be moving and uh, my buddy Travis used to say that. He was like, you're happy when you're moving. And uh, I've been thinking about Travis a lot lately, too, because I've been thinking, you know, he was such a smart dude. And he was so, like, philosophical. He was a poet. And he would, like, come up with his own kind of, like, Mark Twainisms. <laughs> Where, like, Mark Twain will just say something and it's like, you don't even know if it's true. And he probably doesn't even necessarily believe in it 100%, but he'll speak from the heart in that moment. And then it's just like, damn, that sounded good. <laughs> but really, we just be bullshitting. But, um, yeah, I, I like to... I like to think about what he would also think about this moment because I know that like he saw the clownery coming before he pieced out but like damn bitch you really left at a good time <laughs> it sucked and it hurt to lose you but motherfucker you knew what was coming cause god damn this place is fucked up <laughs> So, yeah, um, I've been just, like, working out, working out my ass, or working my ass out. There is no correct way to say that. I've been exercising a lot, and it's been making me super duper happy. There's something about, like, being in the motion of, like, just nonstop kinetic energy for me that just makes me so happy. And so, like, after I'm done, I just feel like my soul is glowing. And I had a day like that uh, yesterday, actually. And I feel like it helps me pump up. And I'm so happy to, like, get back into it. Because I was having a pity party. And uh, also, yes, pandemic. I did not want to be at the gym, and I still feel bad about going to the gym, to be honest with you. Like, um, I keep my mask on whenever I'm working out, for the most part. The only time I take it off, really, while I'm working out is whenever there's someone, like, even in my vicinity. If there's not someone in front of me, behind me, or to the sides, and, like... I feel like I have adequate space in ventilation or whatever, then, like, it's, to me, it's not as big of a deal if I take it off whenever I'm going fucking ham and I need to fucking breathe. And, uh, I feel like in the beginning of all of this, I was, I'm already kind of a germ freak, to be honest with you. So whenever everything first hit, Part of the reason, and this is also a, another piece of whatever that I was processing, I was so immediately disappointed as soon as I started hearing about Corona coming because I knew that the American population is incredibly irresponsible. And it's true. Like, you can, you, you can see it. There are people who even whenever we were first hearing about it were like fuck off I'm not wearing a mask I don't give a shit whatever and that's just really fucking reckless and irresponsible um I have people in my life who 
are susceptible to that kind of thing. And a lot of people have vulnerabilities that do not sit well with coronavirus. A lot of people are like, well, if you're obese, it is Texas. How many people are not obese? Why do you think that you're going to be okay if you ended up getting sick? Well, I work out a lot. Okay, there are still people who work out a lot getting sick. And, like, there's plenty of information out there about people's lungs still being fucked up or whatever. It's just rude as fuck that you would put someone else in the position where they may needlessly get this thing and give it to their family. And if I ended up losing a family member to this, which I am so thankful that I have not, if I lost one of those family members, I don't know how the fuck I would feel. Because once a person is gone, there is not shit you can do. There are no more memories to be made with that person. So, I personally would not want to put other people in that kind of position in the first place, which is why I wasn't going places for a while. But I'm not around my family as much. We're going to meet up soon. But I feel like my mom and dad are taking precautions well. My mom is also a germ freak. I'm a fucking germ freak. Um, but a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people don't actually even know how to clean properly on anything. Like, when I tell you guys, when I go to the gym, I am so... And I am not trying to, like, show my ass off. But like I said, germ freak. I clean everything that I touch. Like, obsessively. I'm pretty sure other people probably think I'm annoying at the gym. But fuck other people at the gym. If I'm there, I'm there to do what I need to do. <laughs> I will seriously, like, go and basically hop into some yoga in my little corner of the gym. I don't give a shit. Because if I am feeling my bliss, then there is nothing that is going to fucking harp on my mood when I'm in that state. Except for just, like, people being straight up stupid, um, which thankfully I have not seen too much of at the gym lately. And I feel like part of it is because I feel confident in the fact that I'm cleaning everything so much. Like, I feel like a lot of the way of how people can kind of process their role and their risk is like if you're a self-aware person, again, not a lot of people are, so I don't blame, you know, what some people would call paranoia about possibly getting it, but I feel like I do a lot of things to mitigate my risk, and that's why... I'm going to the gym. That and, like I said, I'm one of those people who needs to be moving a lot. And I was not moving nearly enough last year. And it was fucking with my mood. My whole fucking mood was down. So, unsubscribe from that shit. What the hell? Now, um, I've been jamming. I've been enjoying things a lot. Um, I'm gonna, last time we talked, I talked about how, uh, I've got this studio room. We are almost done cleaning it and, like, actually having it 100%, uh, where it needs to go. I just suck at cleaning and my boyfriend is fantastic about it. He's wonderful at organizing things and knowing how to, I mean... Him and Mary Kondo would have, like, a fucking death match with each other. And I don't I don't know who would win. I mean, she, she knows what she's doing, but he will pull some fucking tricks out. You're like, I didn't even fucking know that you could fit that many 
that you could fit. Oh no. <laughs> he will pull some shit out and I'll be like, I didn't even know I could hide this many sweaters in here. You are a fucking squirrel in hibernation and I salute you because the innovation, it, it's amazing. But, um, yeah, shit's going good. Um, I have a lot of other interviews. I've been interviewing people through this whole thing. So I'm holding out on you guys and I don't feel bad about it because things will come out whenever the fuck I want them to come out and when they are ready to come out. Speaking of, uh, future things to come out, I'm going to have a couple of episodes in the future with interviews with some of my favorite folks. And um, I was going to do like a Black History Month thing for February, but um, I was, how do you say, depressed? And they, I didn't get to do all of the things that I needed to do. So... I do have some interviews that will be coming in the future. As I mentioned before, they will come out whenever the fuck I want them to. So, look forward to that shit. Um, I'm going to think of some more shit that we need to talk about after this break. This message is brought to you by Give a Fuck Coffee. In this world of basic-ass bitches, it's hard to develop a personality about things that matter. Which is why Give a Fuck Coffee is the perfect thing to get pretentious about. Sure, you don't have any sort of personality that is even remotely interesting. You have nothing to talk about to anybody, you aren't funny, and nobody likes you. But when you pretend to give a fuck about the cup of coffee that you're drinking, whether it has pieces of ground-up cockroach in it, we're here for you. You and your dumbass money contributes to the global raping of this earth. When communities find themselves struggling to base their whole economy off of something as stupid as a bean, you know, things get fucked up. But that's not your problem, because you Give a fuck about coffee. Give a fuck coffee. Keep ruining the earth, you selfish fuck. Available where all units of corporate imperialism are sold. And we are back in this motherfucker. I hope you guys liked that commercial. It was a pain in the ass to make. But, uh, yeah. Now that we got most of the depressing stuff out of the way, my existential angst that gnaws at my skin, um, I wanted to add one more thing. I did try to get into contact with Joshua Howell, who is Justin Howell's brother, just to get some more updates on what's going on, and uh, I haven't heard much, but I do know that, like, they got the GoFundMe account linked up with their lawyers and got it into a trust and stuff. I just feel like I do not want to bug them. I mean, obviously I would love to have an interview with Joshua Howell or Justin just to see how he's doing. Um, not even an interview with Justin, just to be able to talk to them would be awesome. But, um... I'm respecting their privacy, and I wish them all the best, and especially with Justin's recovery. I hope everything goes good with that. I just want you guys to know that, like, obviously I would love to do an interview with them if and when they were ready, but um, I can't even see really how they're doing now. So, um, now let's move on to some other parts of the show. I talked about how we were going to get in the jams of Christine and the Queens, Chris, 
I mean, literally such an amazing group that I found over quarantine. First of all, this bitch is amazing. She is, uh, well, I said Christine and the Queens earlier. Chris is such a fascinating artist. Um, I'm not sure what they identify as. I know I said she earlier, but just to be safe, I'm going to go with they. They're amazing. They're like one of those artists that get wrapped up in kind of like the different ways that their identity coincides with their art. And I'm here for that shit. AF. The first song that I really like from Christine and the Queens is People I've Been Sad. It has all of the right bops of quarantine. like yeah this sums it up i'm dead uh nobody's hanging out with anybody i'm dead i don't exist anymore and i'm okay with that but also i mean just so many bops actually my favorite thing is probably la vita nova it's basically a giant music video that has a ton of visual stuff it's like a music video movie I'm going to link it in the show notes. You have to see it. If you have like 10 minutes to kill, all of the songs are bops and the videography was done well and you really get a sense of how crazy Chris is. So uh, check that out if you can. Let me see if there is anything else. Let's uh, shout out some good songs. Another one that I love to jam to I swear to god whenever clubs open again I need to hear this song it's called I Disappear in Your Arms here's that I mean, there is just literally so much beautiful shit that Christine and the Queens has done. Um, Get into it ASAP. I'm going to shout out some other songs that I love from them. $5, Coma C. Oh my god, the music video for Coma C is amazing. Um, Photo Souvenirs is so cute. It's, It's basically like a breakup song, kind of. Or of, like, having a fling with someone, I guess, whenever you studied abroad. It's so good. It is a little bop. I could picture that being played in, like, a supermarket. And it deals with um, Chris's identity or sense of identity and struggling with, like, male and female presentation. It's beautiful. Um, but if you really want to get to the heart of some of the best jams, like I said, La Vita Nuova on YouTube is fucking beautiful. And I fell into such an obsession with Christine and the Queens during 
the first couple of months of quarantine that I studied French on Duolingo for like two or three months. And um, obviously I can barely even pronounce La Vita Nova, so I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but Christine's that bitch and is the shit. So get into it. Now let's jump into some Netflix shit. I have been absolutely obsessed with F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. It's basically like a documentary slash reality TV kind of look at Formula One racing, which sounds like the straightest thing that I could possibly be obsessed with, aside from like baseball or something. I don't know, baseball's pretty gay. Um, look at those pants. That's all I'm saying. But Formula One, to be honest, part of the reason why I'm probably so obsessed with it is a gay reason. A lot of the drivers are super cute, but I also love cars that go vroom. I'm telling you guys, if you watch like three episodes, you will get soaked in to the drama, the beauty, the luxury of all of it. You've got to check it out. Um, Daniel Ricardo. Carlos Sanz, Max Verstappen, those are my boys. Uh, absolutely love that series. I haven't watched a lot of sports-centered things, so I can't really tell you if there are any, like, tropes that they overuse or anything like that, but I think the series does a really good job of getting you kind of invested in the drivers' lives as well as the, like, competition of Formula One and, like, which teams have to do the best by designing their own cars and also going the vroomiest. So that is F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. Check it out. Let me know what you guys think. And same thing for let me know what you think if you check out Christine and the Queen's I'm sharing recommendations out here, and while I'm at it, I want to throw in another thing that you should watch, and I will keep reminding you to watch it as some episodes go by, uh, probably just one or two, but uh, Baketopia is so cute. It's a baking reality TV show. You need to see it, and... Oh my god. Like I said, the cuteness is amazing. It's free to watch the first episode. I'm going to go ahead and link that in there too. So if <laughs> if Formula 1 was too straight for you, get your gay ass over to Baketopia and watch it because I definitely plan on uh having something come up with that soon and um hopefully you guys will like it as well now let's go ahead and move on to a new segment what uh first time doing this one let's go ahead and open up the messages real quick this was actually submitted um basically as a conversation topic, but it was a letter that someone wrote inside a group chat that was forwarded. And I'm going to read it out loud now, and we'll talk about that as a topic. Hey guys, I need some guidance. My boyfriend of 10 months is not out, but I am. Everything was going great until the weekend when I tagged some friends and him in a post. He untagged himself later without telling me. I asked him why, and he said that his other friends, who I've never met, started messaging him and asking about his sexuality. He's now backed off completely. I'm not sure if I should continue the relationship or not. I've had no problem with him being in the closet, but it seems that he has no intention of coming out. Should I continue to support his feelings and be understanding, or should I end it and move on? Oh my god. Literally fucking triggered. Um, 
I definitely think it's possible for you to support someone's uh, dis- someone's decision to not come out, but that is a separate question of if you should be in a relationship with that person and devote a lot of time, energy, and patience into a specific corner of the relationship that is going to take some major, major work that is not guaranteed to pay off. And, um, basically, I went through my own phases of, uh, you know, falling for a straight boy in, like, middle school or high school, and to be honest, for me, and in my experience, that, not a straight person, a straight person, a self-proclaimed straight person and a person who isn't out are kind of different, but if they're not willing to be out with you and he's acting kind of weird and backing off and stuff, that's a red flag of someone who maybe does not possess the right types of communication skills. Honestly, that kind of seems like it should have been a conversation you guys had earlier. And if, if he has no problem, uh, being in the closet from a bunch of people and if you guys didn't have that conversation before and you're tagging him and that's becoming an issue uh I really hope for your own kind of like mental health and stuff that you you don't take that too personally and see that as a as a thing that is in its own corner because I feel like it's really easy for people especially gay people who are dealing with someone who's not out being like, oh, okay, well, if he's not willing to be out for me, then obviously he doesn't care about me enough to take things seriously. And whether or not that's necessarily true is kind of like a them thing, but for me, I I'm super duper uncomfortable with the thought of holding hands with my partner out in public and them seeing someone who doesn't know yet and then kind of like hesitating. That's a red flag. And um, I, I think even more importantly, that's kind of a thing that you should decide for yourself from now on. If that's something that you're going to start talking to people about more proactively before you get involved with them because it makes it a lot more easier to be like okay yes I'm going to deal with this no I'm not going to deal with that if you're looking for a relationship that's one thing or if you're just kind of casually dating that's another because if you're casually dating someone and you're not taking it very seriously then it of course it's probably not going to be as big of a deal, but just try to protect your own emotional and mental energy and definitely don't take other people's willingness to be out or open as a sign of measurement for how much they value their relationship with you. Uh, just, and I say that just because I think it's healthy to have a distinction between your value as a person and what a relationship tells you that you are worth. I think that's something um, really important to keep in mind. Best of luck to that person who got that uh, group thing forwarded. And thank you to Antoine for submitting that as a topic. That was pretty cool of you, homie. Letter number two came from a friend who I will call Jay. Jay is a gay boy, and you'll see why that matters now. Jay says, As you may already know, I'm with a girl, mostly for acceptance from my family, which is shit on my part, but I can't be with her anymore. I'm not enjoying it. We haven't even hugged in, like, two months. I told her in a nice way, or the nicest way you can, 
that I don't love her, that I wanted to end it. But she refuses, and I kind of feel a sense of responsibility for her. But I'm going crazy. I work 14 to 16 hours a day because I don't want to go home. I know it needs to end, but I don't know how. You know, or at least without feeling guilt. Now, uh, we're going to go a little bit back and forth with this one. So what I responded with this friend was, if I were you, I'd frame it in the sense that it's a long life and you both want to be happy. And part of being happy is being in a loving relationship, one that fulfills you emotionally and rewardingly by someone who's up to the challenge of loving you unconditionally. Part of you does love and care for her, probably, but not in the way that she needs, not in the way that will give her authentic, genuine, and rewarding love. This isn't about her or if you think there's something more that you can do to, quote, fix any issue. It's simply that you've grown to a point in your life where you have to pursue happiness for yourself and get to a point where you can become your best self. And you may not know where that ends up per se, but you know that it isn't in your current situation and that you don't have the mental or emotional capacity to keep up your current situation. Now, some other optional things. Mention that it'll obviously take adjusting, but that you plan to move or for her to get adjusted and set a time frame. Also, if you have the financial resources, offer to help in a way that's not too inconvenient for you to help her move. And now, since we are going back and forth, I'm going to read what Jay said. So like a week after that or so, he said, she's in denial, but on her way with her family, I'm alone now. And, uh, she wants to have a baby to save the relationship. So that was an awkward conversation. Um, I'm asking them now because I saw that they posted pictures with the chick again recently. So I asked for updates and there's literally a chat bubble, uh, waiting. So that's going to be exciting. Oh, okay. My friend said, yeah, he currently lives alone. The girlfriend went to live with her parents. She wants it to work out. I know how that's probably going to end. And my friend says that he is finally stress-free. They communicate and he hasn't completely cut her off just yet because he wants to make sure that she's taken care of emotionally, which is pretty nice. So that was a little bit of drama. I hope you guys enjoy that because that sounds like some fuckery that I could never get into ever. Y'all just be real with people. Why is it so hard to be real? If you love, there was a point where my mom and I were at such a bad place <laughs> whenever I came out, um, that, like, back then it was like, I don't understand, and so I, I kind of lost my shit one time, and I told her, and I forget, I think I was in middle school or high school, but I was like, it's not my fault that my dick doesn't get hard when I see girls, and I'm, I'm sorry that sounds vulgar. Bless your heart! But goddamn, what do you want from people? Like, I don't know how else to to mince words for you, but some shit just will not work. And um, whenever I came out to my mom in like eighth grade or something, I told her, I'm telling you now because I don't want you, I didn't want to have to tell you at a tombstone. And that that is a situation that I had to prepare for like months in advance emotionally and we'll get to that in the future um in some other episodes but I hope that if anyone's listening to this and they feel like there are people around them that don't accept them for who they are there is always the chance eventually somehow some way either virtually or 
if you move to another town, if you have the privilege of doing that, a job opportunity comes up, a friend decides that they will let you crash with them to test things out in a new place, there is always the possibility for better people to come into your life to help you build an identity with yourself because we learn from the people around us there is always the chance that you will be accepted loved and cherished for who you are and I was really lucky in that I had kind of like a cyberspace thing going on in the early days of MySpace and PlayStation I had a bunch of virtual gay friends there that I could voice chat with all night. A lot of people don't have that kind of support system, but I would also say don't discard the chance of having like virtual friends or something as a way to kind of supplement your environment because friendship goes a long way. I know people don't like to talk on the phone anymore, but there are places on Reddit for that. I mean, there's a Reddit group for literally everything, but I'm happy things are working out for my friend. That was nice. That's like an update that I got while I'm recording, so I'm really happy that I got to close that up for you guys, you nosy bastards. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to take one more quick break, and we will be right back. See, the thing about letters is there's really nothing better if you're looking for a way to express yourself to create a composition that must know the definition and arrange in such a way that can please your senses. Sight is a blessing that we all take for granted, like the rocks that we stare at as we walk around the planet. But if you look for precision, you'll group your vision, you'll see that reality is really just a fallacy. This episode of the Grego Show podcast could not have been done. The show could not be what it is right now without the support of you guys who listen and everybody who donated during my birthday fundraiser this year. Uh, we raised $633.32. That is pretty fucking badass, y'all. Um, I did buy some stuff that definitely helps so much now, and I'm a cheapskate. I feel like it's always necessary for me to say, but real quick, um, I want to thank everybody who donated. That is Rita, James, Michael, Miss Priya, Brian, aka Gay Dad, love you, Claudia, Gloria, Angel, Carla, Brielle, River, Dianera, Susan, and Alicia. Thank you all so much for the support that you guys gave in the birthday fundraiser. I feel like I'm all set for this year. Um, there are some other things I'm, I might need to dig in the piggy bank for, but so far it seems like I have more than enough for my current production budget and once again, I thank everybody who helped out with that, who listens, and also, I feel like it's important to note, Spotify has now enabled a feature to where you can get notifications on your phone for new episodes from a specific podcast. So, if you listen on Spotify, check it out at the top whenever you go to the Grego Show podcast on Spotify, look up at the top. And where it says following, try unfollowing, then following again and seeing if a notification pops up to get uh, future notifications. That would help out a lot. I don't use um, Apple Podcasts, but if Apple Podcasts has a thing like that to where you can get notified for new episodes, go ahead and do that too. I love you guys so much and thank you for listening. It feels really great to be back. Now... Let's get to the rest of the show. Bye-bye.
Alrighty guys, uh, the things that we covered are pretty much everything that I wanted to cover in this episode as far as Netflix and uh, music goes. I really wanted to introduce you guys to Christine and the Queens because they're the bomb. Uh, like I said, check out La Vita Nova on YouTube. It's a wonderful little project. Um, I wanted to share some more news about the podcast. I'm moving over. Instead of gregjgray.com, we are going to be at gregoshowpod.com now. Um, I need to work on the website, so by the time this episode comes out, there are no guarantees that Grego Show Pod will be up and running. There's just so much shit that goes into dealing with a website, so that might take me a little bit to get to. Also, I want to try, and I'm keyword here, try. I'm going to try. <laughs> I feel like it's necessary for me to say it one more time. Try! to get an episode out get this every week what the fuck what the fuck right it's fucking april and it took me this long listen i love you guys thank you so much for even deciding to listen to this episode if you are listening to this one you are a real g my mind is blown and i love you because for me to be gone for like a whole fucking year, basically, and then come back and be like, oh yeah, guess what, guys, I'm not dead. And for you to decide to give a fuck enough to still listen through, that is some OG shit. You're a real one, and I appreciate the hell out of you. So, back to what I was saying, I'm gonna try and get episodes out at least once a week. Okay? At least once a week, even if it's just me rambling. <laughs> which if you're cool with that let me know but <laughs> i would prefer to have a little bit more structure but i doubt um that that will no matter how structured this gets it will never be very structured because i am an unstructured person down in my core and i feel like it's important for me to just acknowledge that and stop pretending to be something that i'm not however Wednesdays and Thursdays are going to be the days that I shoot for to get a new episode out. Um, but I do work a shit ton every week, unfortunately, and it's extremely tiring work. Um, and like, I like to try and go to the gym if I can. So I'm trying to set up a rhythm so that way I work out before I start recording and I feel energized and all of that. But again, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, let me check and see if there's anything else before we go, because Jesus Christ knows I will forget something. Nope. It looks like I said everything that I needed to say. Don't forget to watch Baketopia. Um, I will have an interview coming out soon. I'm trying to determine which one goes out for you guys. So stay tuned, turn your fucking notifications on, and uh, check out the show notes, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you go to the episode that is playing right now and look underneath it, there's going to be links to everything that we talked about. You guys are a real one. Thank you so much. I don't deserve you. I love you. Bye.
as always, for shits and giggles, if you stayed through the song, here is a intro that I did whenever I was fucking up, <laughs> and I hope you enjoy it. What is up, motherfuckers? Um, I don't know, man. Shit's been weird. <laughs> what else could you say? Like, really? Of course, shit's weird. When was it normal? It wasn't. It was. It's a fucking lie. They're lying to you. I hate to tell. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but they are lying to you. Nothing was ever normal, ever, and they knew it too. So fuck them. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.